Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. This past uh, Wednesday, I got to minister and I, I shared on Jesus is our rest. And a lot of times in life, it gets so hectic throughout our years, throughout our weeks, throughout our months, and throughout our days that we just need some rest in our lives. We feel like we've just been going and going, and our tires have just been spinning and spinning, and we just can't find that rest. And so I encourage you to go back on Wednesday night and, and take a listen to that message. It's on YouTube or it's on our Facebook page as well. So I want to kind of continue that message. And today my message is entitled, Too Stressed to Rest. And we are too stressed to rest. There's too much going on. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to start our reading at verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Let me get there too. I'm not even there. Matthew chapter, 8 verse, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all who are heavy laden, who labor, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Father, we just come before you. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for this amazing opportunity that we have as a congregation just to come into your presence with one heart and with one mind to do one thing, and that is just to draw closer unto you, Father. I declare that today today is all about you, that you are already here, present, ready to move, and we respond to your anointing. We respond to you today, Father. We say it's all about you. I declare that I would decrease so that you, the greater one on the inside of me, would increase, that it would be all of you, that you would think through my mind, that you would speak through my lips. In Jesus' name, it's all about you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That that same verse in the message translation says this. Matthew 11, chapter 28, verse 30 says, Are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitted on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. That's a beautiful translation. I particularly like that it says, are you burnt out on religion? See, so many people have religion today, but they don't have a relationship. They they, they go to church day in, day out, or maybe once a week, or, or, or once a month, once a year, but that's all that they have is this form of godliness. Maybe they got a Bible, It says that, are you burnt out on religion? See, because religion says shame on you. Relationship says shame off you. There's a big difference between that. 
Are you burnt out on religion? It says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. This is something you have to learn. It doesn't just happen. You have to press into it and learn how to, how to just rest in who God is. I, I, this year has been a, a good year. It's been a hectic year so far. At the beginning of the year, right before, I actually say the end of last year, the beginning of this year, um, my family, we moved. And if you've ever moved, you understand that that's a whole struggle in itself. Yeah. Packing, unpacking, all that kind of stuff. But even before that, you got to find the house. And that's a long process. That was like almost a year and a half process in itself. We were going out looking at houses every weekend and, and all this kind of stuff. And it finally got to the place where we had like one Saturday, we we're going to go, just Lynn and I were going to go out and look at some homes. And they were out in Riverside. So we're like, you know what? We're going to drive out there. We're going to look at these houses. And if we don't like any of them, that's it. Like I was, I made it up. If we don't like these homes, then that's it. We're taking a break for a while. Like I'm done. Like we've been looking for a year. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed out. Like, man, just trying to find this home. Nothing was working out. And before we, we, we went, drove out to Riverside, I saw a home in Pomona. And I saw this home, and I said, man, I really like this house, this house. Let's go see if we can see that one, too. And so we're driving to Riverside. The realtor's like, hey, we get to see that house in Pomona. So we're going to drive to Riverside, and then we're going to head to Pomona. It was just a long day, so we did this whole circle thing. We went to Pomona. We saw the house. We liked the house. We called the realtor. We put an offer. By the time we got home, they accepted our offer. Yeah. It, it, it was like that day, all this stressful year trying to find a home, and the right home showed up. Somebody said the right home. But you know, it, it, it still wasn't easy. Because you still got to get qualified. You still got to get a lender. You still got to do all this paperwork. Everything throughout the whole process, once we found the home, went super smooth. We had it all planned out. Everything. We were qualified. They liked us. Man, I, I had horrible credit, and I picked it up, and I got it great. And, and we got a good uh, uh, interest rate. All this kind of stuff was going good. I was like, yes, God, do your thing. Do it. And then right when we were supposed to close and get the keys on December 11th, would have given us enough time to get movers, get painters coming in. We would have been in the house ready for Christmas, tree up everything. It would have been amazing. We had it all planned out. You know, you know what happens when you have everything all planned out? <laughs> it usually don't go that great. We had it all planned out. Get the keys on the 11th. Painters come in on the 12th. Paint. And then we're in by, we're moving, you know, it's Wednesday to, to Friday, and then we're, we're in. That's it. The 11th comes around, the 11th, the morning. Hey, uh, we're not going to be able to close today. We need some more paperwork and, and with the banks and all this kind of stuff. You see, because I'm a pastor, and so uh, my taxes are a little different, and they were just all messed up. And not that I was messed they just didn't understand it. And so I had to get Sue Perez on the phone. But like, I don't even know how to explain it. you got to talk to them. So Sue's helping us out, and then, and then every day there was something new that they needed. And Alina, I'm telling not me, I'm not good with paperwork. Alina had to get on the computer, print stuff out, write stuff out. So we were supposed to get the keys on the 11th. We didn't get the keys until the 23rd. So that, from the 11th to the 23rd, was stressful with no rest. Every day it felt like there was something new. Like we were so close, but we just couldn't get it. 
And then the, 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 the sellers were getting upset, and they wanted to back out of the deal. And we're like, it's not us. It's not me. It's, not, it's the bank. There, there's a bunch of issues at the lender's house and all this kind of stuff. Everything was go. Anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. It was stressful. So here we are, Christmas, like the, the day before Christmas Eve. We finally get the keys like at 6 o'clock at night. So that night, uh, we, had, we had had, we had had, movers for the 11th that were going to move us. Then we had painters set up and everything. But because everything kept getting pushed back, we couldn't plan anything. So now, the 23rd, I'm moving stuff in my Jeep, just making five loads, just going. And then Christmas Eve, we have a small Christmas Eve. I drop off Taj with his mom. And the rest of that night, I'm moving six loads back and forth. And the painters were going to come, but now I can't ask them to come on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Like, that would just be ridiculous. So now we don't have any painters. And now we're moving stuff, but we can't move stuff in because in the painters, it's just too hard. You know what I'm talking about? So then the painters finally come in, and we still can't stay in the house. So now i got to come and stay with my parents. It's just, it was stressful. I felt like we never, I was constantly moving. My body was hurt. We didn't come to church for like two weeks because I just didn't want to see anybody. No, I'm just kidding. No. no, we were just moving. It was difficult. We had, a, we had a plan, and it didn't go right. You know, there's some people in Scripture who, who have plans, but they don't always go right. There's this woman in Scripture that we, that we can read about, and we find her in the book of Luke. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 10, and we're going to start our reading at verse 38. This woman's name is Martha, and, and, and Martha is an amazing woman, but we, get, we come into her story at Luke chapter 10, verse 38, and it says this. Now it happened as they went that they entered into a certain village. Someone say a certain village. And a certain woman, say certain woman. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him. She welcomed him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary. Someone say Mary. Mary. Who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his words. But Mary, but Martha was distracted with much serving, so she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you worry and trouble about, any, about it many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. This is amazing because you see Martha and she's invited Jesus and the disciples into her home. And, and you know, back then they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have email. There was no way to send a message. We don't know exactly what happened, but what we do know is that she saw Jesus and she invited the whole crew over. 
hey, you guys are in town. I want you guys to come over here. We're going to have a barbecue, all this stuff. They're like, yeah, let's do it. We've been traveling. I'm hungry. They go to her house. Does Mary know? I don't know. Is she just at the house watching TV? I don't know. But they come in, and now Martha, she, see, see, she wasn't ready for them. She just happened to see them come into the village. There was no preparation time. She invites them over, so now she's scrambling, trying to get everything ready. She's moving things around. Maybe she started cooking a meal. You see, because hospitality was very big back then. Everything revolved around food. So as soon as Jesus and the disciples come in, she immediately starts thinking, I got to get food ready. I got to get some meal. I got to be a good host. All this kind of stuff, which is great. She's, she's meeting the need that is there. So we can't fault Martha for that. That's what she should have been doing. And Jesus isn't upset that she's doing it because he tells her that Martha, that Mary has chosen this thing. Jesus isn't upset with Martha. Because right before that, we have the parable where Jesus talks about the Good Samaritan. And it's all about hospitality and caring. So we know that Jesus is on board with that. But he's saying, you're so distracted. You're so distracted by everything else going on that you're missing the one thing. You're missing that you become frustrated in this. See, you see how quickly good intentions can turn into frustration? Have you ever had good intentions? And when it didn't go as your, the way that you wanted to, it turned into frustration? Do you know that unchecked frustration will begin to accumulate? It'll accumulate other frustrations, which will turn into resentment. And resentment will breed and grow into an aggression, and you want vengeance from it. See, she's frustrated at the situation. Maybe she didn't communicate very well with Mary and say, hey, what's going on? I'm going to need your help. We're going to cook. We're going to do all this stuff. Now she's running around, setting everything up, and she's looking for Mary. She can't be found. So then she goes out, and she sees Mary just sitting down, listening to Jesus. And now she's frustrated. You ever been frustrated with somebody? You, you ever been frustrated with somebody that it begins to grow and accumulate other frustrations because now you're just upset with that person? Like, like you in a relationship and it gets to the point where you just don't even want to hear them breathe? Like why you breathe like that? Close your mouth, mouth breather. Like, like, no, but real, like, like you around somebody and they frustrate you and you don't even want to hear them chew. Like everything just bugs you about them now. And it just begins to grow. Then you resent them. Like, why are you even here? Like, this is her sister. This is some like, 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 like this is your sister. You got some other issues that are uh, underneath the surface you need to deal with. But she's, she's frustrated. She's frustrated at the situation. And she begins to lash out. She lashes out and she turned this, this anger, this frustration that she's dealing with. And the Hebrew, it's translated into 
the, the meaning of it means to be dragged into different directions. See, she's so all over the place. She's being pulled in different directions mentally because she's frustrated in herself. You see, we see, we can read this and we see that Mary has taken the posture of a student. She immediately, when, when Jesus comes in, she immediately takes a knee at his feet and begins to listen to what Jesus is speaking. She immediately takes the position of a student and begins to, to draw on every single word that Jesus is speaking. And Martha is frantically running back and forth, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to make everything work. And we can look at the verse and say, man, I, I want to be like Mary. We need to be like Mary. We need more Marys in this world, just people that just forsake everything and lay at the feet of Jesus. And that's great. It is. That should be our desire. I want to be at Jesus' feet. No matter what, I want to be at his feet. And sometimes we, we look like that on the outside. But on the inside, we're Martha. See, I, on the outside, I, I can lift my hands in church and, and I can say all the right words and I can smile and all that kind of stuff because I look like Mary on the outside. But on the inside, I'm Martha. And I'm disheveled and, and, and my head is everywhere and I'm, I'm trying to make things work. And I, as I'm, I'm listening to the word that pastor is speaking, my mind is going to other things and I can't even concentrate because I'm so dragged by everything else. Things are pulling on me, grabbing for my attention and I just, I'm frustrated in my heart and in my mind and in my spirit. And I, I'm Martha on the inside. But I have a, an image of Mary on the outside. And Jesus is saying, yes, you're doing good and all this kind of stuff, but you're missing the one thing. You need to let go of all the distractions, all the things that are pulling you to different areas. We, we see this in another person as well. We can see it in the man called Moses. Turn to uh, Exodus 33. Exodus 33, verse 12 says this. Exodus 33, 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you said to me, bring up these people. You, you, you see, can you hear his tone? His frustration? <laughs> he says, right here in the beginning, then Moses said, See, you said to me. Like, you're the one that told me to do this. I didn't want to do it. You came and got me. I should have never went to that bush. I even told you I didn't want to do this. I can't speak. I stutter, all this kind of stuff. You kept telling me I had to do it. I didn't want to do this. I don't care about those people. I ran away from them. I was hiding out in the, in the wilderness. You found me. I knew I should have just ignored that bush. See? You said to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Let you have said, yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know that you, that I may find grace in your sight, 
And consider that this nation is your people. And he, God, says this. Verse 14. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. See, Moses is just in turmoil. He's frustrated. He doesn't know the plan. It's not going the way that he wanted. He's frustrated, not so much with God, but with the people. And be working retail. Come on. I know. I know. You know. People. It's a whole struggle. Moses says, see, you said this to me. You, you, you told me to do this. This is your nation. You, this is your people. I didn't want to do this. He's frustrated. Not with God, but with the people. Mary is frustrated at the situation, and it's bred into resentment. Don't allow your good intentions to turn into frustration in the situation. Understand and constantly pursue that one thing that Jesus talks about. It's the one thing. That's where we find rest. That's where we find deliverance. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 3. See, Martha is so busy. Martha is so busy trying to get everything together, trying to get everything together and make everything work. She's trying to please Jesus so much that she forgets to just be with Jesus. How many times in our life have we been trying to do good to be good, and it ain't being good. And we forget, we're doing all this stuff. God, I'm going to do all these things, and I'm going to do this and do that. And God's just saying, I just want you to be. See, because in ourselves, we feel like we need to do these things to be accepted. That God, I got to do right things. I got to do this thing. I got I to gotta prove myself. Mary's, Martha's doing all this stuff to please Jesus. When all he was asking her to do was to be with me. The whole reason for, to have Jesus over was to get the impartation. And she, she was so busy cooking meal, cooking a meal, cleaning up, doing all these other things that she was missing the very purpose to have Jesus over. See, in Matthew chapter 3, I love that Matthew chapter 3, let me get there too. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 says this. I love that this happens. You know, I'm gonna, it's not up there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. Um, let me see. I want to I wanna read into this. In verse 13, and verse 3, uh, chapter 3 verse 13. Then Jesus came to Galilee from the John, uh, to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you come to me. And Jesus answered and said to him, permit me now. So for this is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. He went and had been baptized. Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove 
and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my son, my beloved son, in who I am well pleased. I think it's so important. And Jesus, our God, was so strategic in the way that he did this. See, he said, this is my son, my beloved son, in who I am well pleased. But did you catch that this was at the beginning of his ministry? He had not done one miracle. He had not raised anybody from the dead. He had not cleansed any leprosy, opened any eyes, opened the deaf ears. He did nothing but just be. And God said, this is my son and who I am well pleased. He didn't do anything yet. And God was pleased with him just because he was there. Jesus is telling Martha, Martha, I don't care about the food. I don't care that the house is clean or if it's a mess. I want you to just be here with me. See, you're missing it. Mary understands. You're so busy trying to please me. I just want you to be here with me. I'm pleased with you just for who you are. Not for what you've done for me, but because of who you are. See, I I need you to understand today that it's not about what you do. It's not about the accolades. It's not about the right thing, the wrong thing. It's about just being with God. Spending time with God. I'm so always just in awe that at the end of Billy Graham's life, he was asked a question and said, what would you do differently? And Billy Graham, an amazing evangelist, won millions of people to the Lord all over the world, amazing ministry. And at the end of his life, he's asked, what would you change? And he said, I would have taken, I would have not gone on so many speaking engagements. I would have taken less trips. I would have spent more time with God. I regret not spending more time with God. (laughs) He understood that I was busy with so many different, I was busy with ministry when my main ministry was just to be spending time with God. I want this big ministry. I want this big thing. Your main ministry is to be at his feet. Above everything else, the one thing Jesus is trying to get her to understand is you need to be at my feet where Mary is. That it's not about this. It's not about that. It's about you being in my presence. You're too stressed, Mary. You can't even sit and rest at my feet. See, that's us. We're too stressed. We're, we're, we're trying to figure things out in life. And, and it's okay. I get it. We, we, wanna, we got the, the relationships, the jobs, the, pay, the bills. They keep coming, all this kind of stuff. And I get it. But God is saying, if you would just rest in my presence, all that stuff. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added. Do you think he doesn't know that you got a need? Do you think he doesn't know that you got a struggle? That you, got a, that you, that you are stressed out about these bills and, and your children that ran away from God and, and all this kind of stuff? you think he doesn't know that? But you staying up all night stressing about it, trying to figure it out on your own, 
What does scripture say? What man by stress can add a, a foot to his length? Or, or what, what man can add to his life by stress? Nobody. You can't do it. The one thing Jesus is saying that we're missing. In verse 42, Luke chapter 10. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but the one thing is needed. The one thing. It's right here at my feet and you've missed it. My whole purpose today is just to tell you to let go of the things that are struggling you, the things that are pulling you from to the right, to the left. Let go of them and just rest in who God is. And how do you do that? By reading, by praying, by listening to worship, just sitting. Turn off the phone, turn off the TV. Go to the bathroom if you need to get away from the kids and just sit and just say, God, today... I just need a couple of minutes and just rest. You know, I, I used to be a nighttime reader. I used to read my Bible at night before I went to bed. And I've switched, and now I do it in the morning. And I've realized that I get more in the morning because now I've got the whole day to meditate about what I've read. When at night I would read, and then I would just go to sleep. And by the time it was the morning, I would have forgot what I read. So I've switched, and now I drop Taj off at school. I come home, and then I, I get my Bible, I get my coffee, I get everything ready, and I read. And then the whole day I get to meditate about what I've read. And it's amazing because then I get to, like, think about, oh, man, that scripture. What was he talking about there? What was that person thinking? And then I get to just rest in who he is. It's the one thing that I desire. I've cut out all the those distractions. I've cut out all the things that are pulling me from different directions. Jesus said, you're, you're, you're worried about all these different things and you're missing the one thing. I see you trying to please me, but I just need you to be with me. So today I just want to encourage you that we see you doing all the things and God is saying, that's great, I love it, I appreciate it. But I just want you to be in my presence to cut aside the distractions, cut them out of your life and just sit at his feet in his presence and know that he is God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I thank you guys for coming out today. It's such an honor. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.